Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, this is Michael talking to you from cold and rainy England. Any surprise there? Maybe you're listening to me on the way to work. Maybe you're going for a walk or a run. Or maybe you're doing some housework. Whatever it is, I'm glad you decided to spend this time with me. Because today I'm answering a listener question. So back in December 2019, I received a very kind question from Carolina. And... I hope you don't mind the slight delay in answering this question. It's been it's been over three months since you sent the question. So I know it's been a long time. And the reason for that is simply because I usually have a backlog of topics to do. So I have questions from other people and plans, for example, a Christmas episode, interviews to do. So I love getting your questions to answer on the podcast and I will always do my best to answer them, but I can't promise it will be so soon. Uh, So I hope you're still listening, Carolina. Her question is as follows. I have been studying English for many years and I discovered your lessons. My learning has taken a different dimension. So I always like to include the compliment there just to make myself feel better. A little bit later, she says that she has a nine-year-old son And she wants to know how she can motivate him to learn languages. And I thought this was a really good topic. I've never thought about doing this before. And before I begin to answer, I have to say that I am not a father. I do not have any children at the moment or in the near future. So I may not be the best person to ask. So all of my advice that I will give today comes from my experience teaching children and just my intuition, based on what I know about language learning. I have some ideas as to how to help children. But what I think would be a really cool idea for a future episode is if I could talk to someone who is bringing up their children to learn English. And I did ask around on Instagram. I couldn't find anyone that was interested. But if you have a son or daughter, teenaged or below, and you think you have some good ideas on how to bring them up to learn English, let me know. I would be very interested to talk to someone with more experience on the podcast. So if you want to be a guest on this show and you want to talk about teaching children, Get in touch with me. Let me know. But yeah, so despite not being an expert on this topic, I did come up with a list of things that I think I think is good. I'm quite confident in my list, but I'll let you be the judge of that. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you might know that I love to make a list. I love lists. So I have five tips and a bonus tip today. So I'll be going through them. My first tip 
is to lead by example. Lead by example. Basically, as we all know, children learn from imitating. They don't learn from being told how to do something, necessarily, but they copy people, especially their parents. So if you kind of say, hey, Timmy, maybe that's your son, Timmy, learn English, study this book, he probably won't care. He'll be really, really bored. So my intuition, again, would be to show him that you are excited about it too. You know, learn English yourself, show him that you're trying hard and you're having a fun time learning English. And the chances are he will want, he or she will want to copy you in some way. They will see your excitement and they will want to emulate or copy that excitement for themselves. We all know that emotions are infectious or contagious, such as if someone is sad near you, you might be sad as well. The same goes for excitement. So if you are excited about learning English, that will transfer to all the people around you, including your children. My second piece of advice is there needs to be a reason. A reason. So even though children are young, they still need some kind of reason to learn so they will actually enjoy the process. And they may not even be conscious of this reason, but it might be a subconscious thing. So one mistake I see many parents making is pressuring their children into learning English, perhaps for their future careers. And of course, while this may be a good bonus benefit, kids don't care about or even understand what that means. So rather than focusing on external motivations, the kids need to focus on internal motivation. And I did also make a podcast about motivation. So if you go back a few episodes, you can listen to that for more information. In other words, the children need to be around English. For example, if they know someone, it could be like a nanny, a helper, or even just a TV show. And that person or show only uses English. They will see there's a reason to learn. But maybe you can imagine if there is no English in their life, it's just some kind of weird sound for them and they don't know why they should learn it. There's no connection between the study and its practical use. So think about how you can integrate English into their life and give them some kind of intrinsic motivation to learn. My third piece of advice is to make it fun for them. Make it fun. This is this goes for anyone, not just children, of course, but it's more important for children. So just because schools tend to use textbooks and grammar doesn't mean that children have to do it this way. It may not be the best way to learn. In my view, it's much better to spend one hour playing with their toys or playing a video game and asking them to talk about it in English rather than sitting down and learning the past simple tense, for example. 
So, you know, it's not hard to imagine how you could do this. Imagine your kid is playing with Lego, very popular toy. You could just ask them, so what is this man doing? What is his name? Why is he doing that? What is he building here? And try and encourage your children to talk through what they're doing in English. This is so, so beneficial because they won't really realise that they're learning. And when they get into that state of mind, when they don't realise they're learning, they will often learn even faster simply because it is fun. And additionally, as a bonus, they won't create any negative associations with English. If you always force them to sit down and learn with a textbook, they will most likely not enjoy it and therefore have a negative feeling connected to English, which might last a very long time throughout their lives. My fourth piece of advice is positive reinforcement. Once again, this applies to adults as well, but is even more relevant for children. So I believe that children really do thrive on positive encouragement. It's not enough to simply say this is wrong, but also say what is right. So just a simple good job or wow, that's great. It goes a really long way in letting them know they're doing something good. And you might also consider encouraging them by giving them a reward, you know, rewarding them by doing something they enjoy to keep it fun and lighthearted. Because while adults may like to study in a serious way, we might like to get serious and take things very seriously, children like to keep things fun. So think about that in your methods as well. Tip number five. This is a practical tip. And it conjures up a very nice image in my mind, a very kind of sweet image, because this is reading English bedtime stories and playing English music. And of course, there's many other forms of media you could do, but these are particularly nice for children. Reading a bedtime story is good for any age child. Of course, you just change the difficulty of the story as they get older. And also, it might even be useful for you, because there might be some words you can learn from the bedtime story. You know, children's stories are not always so easy. So it might be a good exercise for both of you. And of course, playing English music, they might learn a bit, but also this kind of relates back to my second piece of advice. If they see the music and they see more English in use, they'll kind of see a reason to learn. So I know there's a lot of music on YouTube in English made for younger children. So that might be somewhere you can start looking for some cool music for them to dance along to. And finally, my bonus tip. This is just a bonus because it might not be possible for everyone, but this is something that I remember as a child. So if it is financially and practically possible, Perhaps you could consider planning a trip to an English-speaking country. I say this because I am from 
the southwest of England, and it's very, very close to France by boat. So I remember every year as a child, we, you know, my family and I would go to France. They would take me to France with my brother and I would always try to learn a little bit of French before my trip. I remember taking a dictionary with me. I remember we had a CD in the car because we used to drive there. So there's like a CD to help us learn French that we listen to. And I don't fully understand how much this affected my life, maybe in a big way or maybe in a small way, but I can say it certainly opened my eyes to how other languages work. It was a really great learning experience. It also taught me that French would have a practical use. As a child, you kind of think the whole world just speaks your language, especially I guess if you speak English. And it was kind of interesting to go to France and see that there are places that speak completely differently. And if I wanted to travel and see these places, I would have to speak their language to some extent. So perhaps these trips encouraged me to learn French, which I did for a few years, but then I gave up. So I'm not actually learning anymore. But I really think Maybe if your child is above five years old, I think that a trip to a country to practice the language might be a really good thing. And just as a side note, even if you can't go to an English speaking country, because I know they're usually quite expensive, maybe you can just go to any country with another language. Let's say, for example, you are from Spain. If you travel to if you travel to, let's say, Russia, of course, you're going to be speaking a different language. Maybe you won't learn Russian. Maybe you're going to try and use your English because Russian people tend to have good English. So that might also be good as well. If you can't afford to go to an English-speaking country, go to any country with another language and practice English there. I've never done that before because of course, I'm quite fortunate. Everyone speaks English, generally. But I suspect that would also be a nice alternative too. Okay, so just to summarise my five and a half pieces of advice. Number one, lead by example. Number two, let children see why they need to learn English. Give them a reason to learn. Number three, Make it fun for them. Number four, give them positive encouragement. Number five, English bedtime stories and music. And finally, as I just said, try to go on a holiday or travel and allow them to see English in use. Okay, so let me know what you think of that list. I mean, despite not having any children, I don't think that was too bad. I'm quite proud of that list. I think that would be good. So I really hope that helps Carolina and I hope that helps other listeners too. Hopefully there's something new in there or some kind of encouragement or motivation anyway. Thank you very much for listening. As always, keep up your studies and have a great week. See you next time.
You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.